Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, this is going to be the definitive guide. You know, those they have those things like, uh, you know, the definitive guide, you know, for idiots of, well, this is for non-idiots or else it'd be a show directed at liberals. This is for a smart audience, my audience, the conservatives. If I was doing a liberal show, I'd have to put the idiots disclaimer in there. But this is going to be the complete guide to how we fight back against the tech tyrants. I found a really terrific article that lays it out step-by-step what the problems are. The article's a little pessimistic. I'm a little more optimistic because I am a part owner of one of these companies and I see what happens behind the scenes. So I got that. I also want to point out to you who the real misinformation specialists are and the two most important issues going forward for 2022 and 2024, hands down, no question about it. If you don't have these two issues on your plate, then don't even run for office. I'm, I'm dead serious. As serious as a heart attack. Please don't run for office. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN today. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and surf the web in peace. Uh, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. One more thing. I have a special announcement by my daughter uh, at the end of the show. You're like, your daughter? Yes, it's important. Uh, I really appreciate it if you guys could help us out, me and my daughter. So stay tuned to the end of the show. We'll just bring her waltzer right in here. All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by, again, our friends at ExpressVPN. You hear them at the beginning of every, uh, beginning of every show. Why? Because, listen, I love them. I like to surf the web in peace. I don't know about you. How'd you choose which ISP to, uh, internet service provider to use? The sad thing is most of us have uh, very little choice because they operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. They use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on and on and on. But worst of all, many of these ISPs, they log your internet activity, huh? And they sell that data to big tech companies or advertisers. Don't let that happen. Prevent them from doing that and seeing your activity using a VPN. We use ExpressVPN. What is ExpressVPN? It's a simple app for your computer or your smartphone that encrypts all of your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP can't see any of your activity. Nice. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, message you send is tracked by these ISPs who can then sell your information for profit. That's why I recommend and use ExpressVPN. It's the best way to shield your online activity from the ISPs. Just download the app, tap one button on your device, you're protected. ExpressVPN does all the work without slowing down your connection. Ours is lightning fast. That's why it's rated number one, not number two, not number five, number one by uh, CNET and Wired. Stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who love spying on you, mine your activity, and sell it. Protect yourself with the VPN we trust to keep our information in this house out private. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. Let's go. Little earpiece. This is how I talk to Joe. Little earpiece. Sometimes it falls out. <laughs> Can't have that. I'm used to earpiece. That's why I'm deaf in that ear. My prior line of work all day, people yelling in your ear. Bongino, all right. Now, what's the ETM? I'm screaming in my ass. My left ear is like a veg, empty cave. Nothing, nothing actually works in there. I got to put it on full blast. All right, let's get right to it. So I was asked by a close personal friend in the in the movement yesterday, the actual conservative movement, not the fake uh, Liz Cheney, um, uh, what's that guy, Adam Kinzinger movement, um, about what the big issues for 2022 are. I'm going to get to this parallel economy and complete guide to taking on the tech tyrants in a minute, but this is an important segment. Folks, the two biggest issues, if you're not going to run on these in 2022, the election's coming up, 
and you're not going to run in 2024. And I don't just mean for president. I mean, for Congress, state house, state Senate, city council. If you're not going to run and make these issues part of your agenda, then please don't run. I'm asking you as a favor. I'm not trying to be a jerk. You're just not serious. The two biggest issues I told her, and I meant it, are election reform, number one. If we can't reform our elections, it's all for naught. What happened in the last election was a disaster. Unconstitutional, non-legislative changes to election law at the last minute, mass mail-in balloting, no fraud controls, drop-off boxes, ballot harvesting. It's a recipe for disaster. And if we don't have faith, by the way, on both sides of the aisle, and I'm not kidding, I'm not trying to be some captain virtue signaler, but I mean it. If we don't have faith on both sides of the known political aisles now that elections actually mean something, then you have a real big problem in a constitutional republic. Can we all agree on that? Can we all for a moment put aside our friction, our head banging, our our knuckle slamming and just say, yeah, that's probably a good idea that we all have faith that elections have integrity, that they're free and that they're fair. There's always going to be a degree of fraud. That's there's no doubt about that. But the goal is to keep the fraud to a minimum so that it doesn't in turn impact elections. There's always never going to be a way to eliminate all fraud, but we should be trying. Is that a fair statement? Okay, good. So that's an issue number one. If you're not running on elections reform, again, please do us all a favor and don't waste our time. Number two, big tech tyranny, free speech, and misinformation campaigns by the left. The left, I thought they said we're the ones, but no, no, the left are the ones engaged in misinformation campaigns. If you're not running against big tech tyranny and the silencing of free speech and the mounds of misinformation coming out of the left wing media, please, again, go run on the Democrat side. Don't waste our time. We don't need you. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I can't say that enough. I'm just trying to be a realist and I'm not interested in nicey nice anymore. Oh, but Dan, the Republicans and all that. I don't care. I'm not interested. Liz Cheney may be very nice. I don't care. But please, I, th- I heard she already has a primary opponent, by the way, which is terrific. Now we need to line up Kinzinger's primary opponent, Nancy Mace. Uh, I'd like to see a primary opponent for Crenshaw, too. Sorry, they're all very nice. Some of them got incredible CVs. Time to go. So election reform, big uh, big tech, free speech attacks by big tech and misinformation campaigns. Why? Because this is getting worse. Um, let me show you a video quick of MSNBC's, a legendary grifter, by the way. And I mean legendary. Like in the... Mount Olympus, baseball grifting Hall of Fame in Cooper says, is there a grifting Hall of Fame? I don't think so. I think the Hall of Fame is a standalone entity. But if next to it, Joe, you had a grifting Hall of Fame, there is no question the first plaque for grifters would be Nicole Wallace from MSNBC, who couldn't hack it as a Republican strategist because she was such a failure. She wound up going over to MSNBC and selling her soul to the highest bidder. Legendary grifter. Here she is on MSNBC. Here's a video uh, of her calling again. Hilarious. This is the network that promoted the whole collusion hoax. Spygate was fake. The biggest ridiculosity in humankind, MSNBC, a disgraced network. Here they're promoting mass censorship and grifter Nicole Wallace. She's all in. Uh, And if we get enough Republicans who are willing to do that, I think the combination of what Joe Biden can do, what can be done through policy, what can be done with tech companies, and hopefully what at least a somewhat more responsible Republican Party can do can begin to drain the toxicity out of our democracy. When when two former uh, West Wing staffers talk, we, we always talk in lists. You gave me three things I want to respond to. Let, let, let me start with, with your last point about Republicans telling the truth. It, it would be my policy that a Republican must 
assert the truth before they're allowed to share any other views. And Lindsey Graham, I understand, appeared somewhere today and refused to um, really go far enough in, in beating down the lie. I, I want to read you something Tom Friedman wrote, though, about social media companies. He writes this. Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg have to surprise us by once and for all stopping the elevation for profit of news that divides and enrages over more authoritative, even-handed news sources. Why? That does not seem out of reach. If we can protect against counterfeit dollar bills, we should be able to protect against fake news that we now know has the potential to kill people as it did two weeks ago. Again, hat tip, by the way, Media Research Center, Newsbusters. Um, this is the network that called the burning down of American cities peaceful protests and promoted the PP collusion hoax. A noted grifter. Again, Hall of Fame level grifter, Nicole Wallace. Joe, she wants a truth committee. Yeah. A truth committee. How's that going to work? Is it going to be like the Green Lantern Corps or something? Like you sit there on a pla- on these elevated platforms and you look down. Nicole, who sits on the truth committee? <laughs> Joy Reid? <laughs> Nicole Wallace. Chuck, Chuck Todd? Silver medalist in the Dopey Olympics? Brian Stelter, Mr. Potato Head, gold medal winter in the winter in the in the Dopey Olympics. Who sits on the truth committee? All grifters. One was a coffee boy. One has listen, I'm not one for fame, but if you're gonna grow facial hair, do it right. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd, he looks like a sniveling buffoon. That's the truth committee. These were the pee-pee hoaxers. This is a joke. Then they want social media to wipe you all out. So there you go. Legendary grifter Nicole Wallace calling for mass censorship, a joke of a human being. Um, here she was talking to Ben. I love it. She says, and when two White House staffers are talking, oh, oh, you're so important. What are we, two idiots, you and I, Joe. What are we doing? We're not White House staffers uh. like her. The city had fell for the pee hoax. And she's talking about herself as if she's some kind of like seven digit IQ intellectual titan we should all be looking up to. Here's Ben Rhodes on this segment as well. Um, ben Rhodes. You remember Ben Rhodes? This is hilarious. Ben Rhodes, former fiction writer, um, never had a serious job in his life. Here's Ben Rhodes, who used to work for the Obama administration as the, uh, the Ben Rhodes, who was the captain of the disinformation uh, disinformation brigade. I'll show you that in a minute. I can prove it. Here's Ben Rhodes on the seg- same segment. He <laughs> he wants us all. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing because this is... This is from a guy who already admitted being a disinformation specialist. I'll show you his quotes. Ben Rhodes, former Obama uh, flack, talking about, Joe, how we all need to be detoxed. And he's not talking yeah. about like, you know, methadone clinics or yeah. something. like. He's talking about like information detox. Check this guy out. I think the other issue of Homeland Security, uh, as John pointed out, yes, there's a security issue. How do you identify armed militias who are intent on doing harm? But there's a broader societal issue that it's going to take many years to detox the disinformation, the lies, the hate that has been spread. A whole segment of the American population has been radicalized by what has happened over the last four years and by the fact that Donald Trump is no longer there. They can no longer see Donald Trump kind of representing their grievances in the highest office. And so those grievances are going to go back underground. Uh, And I think there's a lot of work to be done uh, to, to deal with the broader societal issues that go beyond what even national security, homeland security professionals could do. <laughs> ben Rhodes. <laughs> ben, there is nothing more priceless. Remember those priceless commercials? Prices. There is nothing more priceless 
than grifter Nicole Wallace, an absolute failure of a human being who couldn't hack it on one side, so sold her soul to the other side to get on MSNBC. There is nothing more hilarious than a gold medal winning grifter with a gold medal winning liar, Ben Rhodes, on the same segment talking about what, Joe? Truth commissions and <laughs> detoxing people from misinformation. <laughs> if you can't make it up, it's like a Seinfeld episode. This is real. This is real. And notice how they, this is why I'm saying the two big issues, election reform and, and big tech censorship. Notice how they big, big bring uh, tech companies in on this. We've got to talk to social media companies about stopping the misinformation. How about this misinformation? Let's go to this article at the Hill. This is from a while ago. Paula was like this morning, you know, this article's from a while ago. Yeah, it's for a reason. Here's an article from Hill. Speaking of misinformation specialists, like Ben Rhodes says we need a detox from, uh, we should get a detox from Ben Rhodes. So The Hill by Joe Concha, good good friend, good man. He says, where's the outrage of, ob over Obama's fake news peddling? This article's from what, 2017? 16, sorry, Kathy B from 2016. Who are they talking about, Joe Concha? It wouldn't be Ben Rhodes who's worried about, who, who's very concerned about detoxing Trump supporters from misinformation. What if I told you Ben Rhodes already admitted publicly it is to being a misinformation specialist. Wouldn't that be kind of weird if he was on a segment about misinformation while admitting to being a misinformation guy? Remember this one? Check this out from the Hill piece. Example number one was revealed earlier this year. This is from this piece in the Hill from a while ago. When Ben Rhodes, the brother of CBS News President David Rhodes, literally bragged to the New York Times about how easy it was for the administration, the Obama administration, <laughs> this is great, to dupe reporters when shaping a narrative to their liking. I don't know, Joe. That sounds like misinformation to me. Sure he goes does. on. Here's the quote. <laughs> In case you think I'm making any of this up. Ben Rhodes, misinformation specialist. Quote, all these newspapers used to have foreign bureaus, Rhodes told the Times in May. Now they don't. They call us, the Obama administration, to explain to them what's happening in Moscow and Cairo. Most of the outlets are reporting on world events from Washington. The average reporter we talk to is 27 years old, and their only reporting experience consists of being around political campaigns. That's a sea change. They literally know nothing. <laughs> this is great. Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes admitting reporters are idiots. His quote, they literally know nothing, which would, you know, the equal sign, not the squiggly equal sign, where it equals but may not equal roughly equals two straight lines. They literally know nothing is Ben Rhodes' quote, talking about the media, equals idiots, right? They know no, idiots know nothing. Is there a definition of idiots who know a lot? I don't think so. I think the definition of idiots would be know nothing. Idiots, imbeciles, mores, whatever, whatever word you like and, and is more takes the edge off for you. So Ben Rhodes admits in the same quote that he lies to reporters because they're idiots. That's your, you, you, you read it yourself. Yeah. It, it, you, it, Oh, oh, all right, uh, Joe, audience on bottom. I'm, 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 I'm not crazy, right? It was there, bro. You, <laughs> yeah. It was there. Thank you. Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes is now on with Grifter Wallace, Nicole slash Grifter Wallace, talking about how they need to detox people from misinformation. Is this, or is this real? Is, it, is this really happening? Is this like... Are we living in like Willy Wonka's chocolate? Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka. Are we living in crazy land? Like, is this, am I living in the real world? They want social media companies to wipe conservatives off the face of the earth. 
They want truth commissions, book burnings, secret police to spy on us, re-education facilities, and detoxification programs run by the same people who admit they pump misinformation to stupid people in the media who don't even know it's misinformation. Maybe we should have media, even though Ben Rhodes thinks they literally know nothing, i.e. they're imbeciles, the media people. Ben Rhodes said it. I'm, 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 they do literally know nothing. Ben Rhodes and I rarely agree, but he is right. I've And when I read for office, I used to interview media people all the time. Trust me when I tell you, they are the dumbest people on planet Earth. I'm not talking about the entirety of them. I'm talking about if there's a probability equation, if you have a group of carpenters, architects, pilots, and plumbers, and media people, and you were rolling the dice, and you had to pick one of them and say, if you ran into an idiot with a double-digit IQ, you'd win a million dollars. Your best chance of winning is to go talk to the media group. 100%. 100% you will win that million dollars. I have a lot of experience with them. Some of the dumbest people on planet Earth. One of, the, one of them one time accused me of not having a lot of small-dollar donations because she didn't see it on my FEC filing. Apparently, she was unaware that People who donate less than $200 or a certain amount, whatever it was at the time, don't appear on the FEC file. She didn't even know that. <laughs> it's a real story. She was totally unaware. She was like, oh, re- really? Oh, yeah, maybe the premise of your story's wrong? Oh, no, no, I'll leave it up. Of course you will. You're, you literally know nothing, like Ben Rhodes said. Now, Showing you how the media knowing nothing and being imbeciles most of the time, not all, but most of the time, is really affecting America and is allowing left-wing lunatics and big tech to influence media people because they don't know anything. Um, Proving to you, like I believe in data and statistics, how the media's credibility is in the can because they're too stupid to sift fact from fiction and too biased. Here's an Axios story I'll put in the show notes. We're running up on GenoReport.com too. Axios, who once in a while does journalism, this is fascinating. Media trust hits new low. This is from today. By the way, by Felix Salmon. What? Joe, listen, none of this is, this is like saying water is wet. You know, uh, white out is white. Yeah, sorry, dude. And the sky is blue. Like nobody trusts. 56% of Americans think the media feeds the misinformation in this new survey. Yet the media doesn't care. They literally have one job to give you the facts and it doesn't bother them one bit that the overwhelming majority of people, 56, you can't get 56% of people to agree on anything in America. They do agree on one thing, that the media is full of it. Shh, if you get it. And the media sees no problem with this at all. No problem. They think everything's okay. Democrats think they're stupid. Ben Rhodes, they literally know nothing. Obama flag. We think they're stupid because they fell for the PP hoax and every other hoax out there about Trump. And yet the media sees nothing wrong with it. But remember, totalitarians, communists, authoritarians, fascists, thugs who've taken charge of governments and dictators always need useful idiots. And the primary role of useful idiots is to usher in their campaign of tyranny. And once the campaign is ushered in and the tyrants take charge, they usually go and wipe out the useful idiots too. The media has proven over and over and over and over that they're useful and that they are most definitely idiots. I'm going to get to my second sponsor, but I want to show you again how they're the source of misinformation, 
how they're trying to get big tech to do their dirty work and how, as I just said to you, when the tyrants take charge, they come for the useful idiots next. And the useful idiots, because their idiots are too stupid to see it. All right, today's show also brought to you by our friends at We The People Holsters. Ladies and gentlemen, this is mine. It's my actual holster. It's not like a mock holster or fake one. This is my literally We The People holster. You see it? They have printed holsters. This one has the Constitution. This one's my uh, my Glock 43 holster. We're living in uncertain times. Millions have come to realize the importance of protecting yourself in the Second Amendment. If you're looking for the perfect holster to go with that perfect firearm, get an American-made holster from our friends at We The People Holsters. Like I said, this is mine. Love this one. My personal favorite. Super comfortable. Fits right in. Starting at just $40. We The People Holsters are custom molded. You see that? It's not a one-size-fits-all because when it's a one-size-fits-all, it's no-size-fits-none. This is custom molded to fit your exact firearm. See that? They have thousands of options, including an amazing selection of printed ones. Their proprietary clip design right in the back allows you to adjust the cant and the ride with just the turn of the screw. So it's comfortable, secure at all times. You don't worry about it falling out. You don't have that problem with these. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com. When you insert the firearm, click. You get a click. And while you're there, check out their premium printed hoodies. They have some cool ones. Long sleeve shirts, and they're new. EDC tactical gun belt, which comes paired with a patented Cobra buckle. Nice. Every holster and gun belt comes with a lifetime guarantee. These things are, they're rugged. Bang them, knock them on the floor, drop them. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a full refund. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Want to get more money off? Everybody loves that. Get an additional $10 off using my offer code. We all love offer codes, Dan. Get an additional $10 off with offer code, Dan. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan today. Do not wait. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Go today. All right, thanks, We The People Holsters. So getting back to the show, as I always told you, the media functions as useful idiots for tyrants and totalitarians, dictators and all that love to take charge. They always use the intellectuals and the media class because they're too, they're too stupid to see it coming. Um, here's what I mean. I always told, you know, the folks out there who think they're all woke, you know, People at companies, corporations, woke, the leftist term for being enlightened and falling for dopey leftist ideology. Everybody thinks, you know what? As long as I say, hey, go Joe, Biden, Harris, whatever. I give a thumbs up when the Biden people come by. They'll leave me alone. Really? Listen to this hilarity. Peloton, which by the way, I don't know anyone at Peloton, but I'm assuming it's probably got to be a woke company. They probably have woke topians everywhere, right? You know, the bike Peloton. I'm not knocking them, just saying they probably have a large swath of leftists that work there. Every company in America does. They probably thought they were safe. Here's the most insane article you'll read today. So Biden has a Peloton bike. This is in the New York Times that raises issues at the White House. The article is about security, right, of the Peloton bike because it has two-way communication, apparently. All right, fair enough. I guess it's just not a crazy article. I used to be in the security space, right? You don't want people communicating with a device inside the White House. So how did this piece slip in the New York Times? Did, did, how did this get in there? <laughs> uh, folks, I'm not messing with you. This is really in the piece. Those of you watching on Rumble or reading ahead and probably already like, no way, this is real. <laughs> Here, quote, New York Times, the company Peloton, which did not respond to a request for comment, has also been accused of, <laughs> of catering too much to white people. And it... <laughs> In an opinion piece for NBC, this writer, David Kaufman, sounds like a real genius, who's black, said Peloton needs a racial rethink, adding my most segregated hours feel like the hours I spend each week on my Peloton. Holy Moses. 
You all think out there the Woketopians, oh man, I work for a cool company, Peloton elsewhere. They'll leave me alone. Good luck. Good luck. The one thing about tyrants, dictators, fascists, and their useful idiot friends is they eventually run out of targets as they bankrupt and destroy conservatives and libertarians and moderate Democrats. Then they start turning on each other. Why? Why? Why do they do that? Dan, why would Woketopian liberals turn on other Woketopian liberals? Seems to defeat the purpose. No, it doesn't. Woketopians crave power. And even on the conservative right, think about it, using it, because I know you have a tough, understandably, you have a tough time understanding leftists because they're insane and you're not. But let me give you just an analogy. On the right. There are people on the right who even have disagreements. Obviously. There are talk radio show hosts I know who don't like each other. And what happens is when you have power and there's power in cancel culture, think about it, right? You're a Woketopian liberal and you've wiped talk show host, whatever, X off talk radio. You've canceled conservative website, X, Y, and Z off of uh, off the web completely. You've canceled parlor. Wow, does that feel good? The one thing about tyrants and totalitarians, which radical leftists are, is what do they crave most? They crave power. Remember Silence of the Lambs? What do you covet, Clarice? You covet what you see every day. Remember that? Well, what do Woketopian liberals covet? They covet power because they're too stupid to get power themselves. That's why they're liberals. They live in mommy's basement. They get power off canceling people because they can't get power by getting elected to office because they're too stupid. They crave it. So eventually they run out of targets and they turn on everyone else. Peloton? Peloton. This is. You think this is a joke? Like I'm bringing this up because it's funny? I may try to take the edge off using sarcasm, but I'm telling you this is very real. And if you don't get thought leaders on the left, there are some sane people out there. Glenn Greenwald, the journalist, Matt Taibbi, and others. We probably don't share one thing in common when it comes to political ideology, but we do share one thing in common on the media and the press and free speech. That the entire linchpin of society is based around those things. And I'm telling you, your ability to speak is disappearing at a rapid rate. And if you think you're safe, you are insane. Dan, come on, Peloton. That's just one example. I mean, the Democrats are always safe with Antifa and BLM. They'll always be their shock troops. They'll never turn on them. Ha! Didn't take long. Didn't take long. Here's video. Hat tip Julio Rosas for this terrific video at Town Hall. Here's Antifa. Yesterday, I, I thought they won. I thought they won. Biden's the president. They effectively have control of the Senate. They have control of the House of Representatives. They, they won. I, I thought they won. Here's Antifa attacking Democrat, a Democrat headquarters building and breaking the windows. Not a joke. This is yesterday. Check this out.
Now, if you're watching on Rumble, you're like, why is that all blurry? Well, Joe had to blur it out because Antifa thought it would be a good idea in a Democrat headquarters building to spray paint on the windows F stuff, F this, F that, because they're Antifa. I've warned you only now for four, five, six, 72 years that Antifa was a terror group that eventually would run out of conservative, libertarian, and Republican victims who would eventually turn on the Democrats too, because what do they crave? They crave power. They have power through violence that has been let fester by Democratic mayors and and governors who've let Antifa run wild, who are now turning on them. You need any more evidence, folks? We'll keep showing you this to prove my point that it's only a matter of time before the Woketopians get attacked themselves. Sorry, I warned you. I warned you against the dangers of normalizing political violence. And you ignored it. You called us conspiracy theorists. One more quick note before I move on to the complete guide to building a parallel economy and taking on the tech tyrants. One more quick thing. Trending on Twitter this morning, uh, hilariously, I still go there once in a while, check out some of the news to see what the liberal lunatics are doing because Twitter's just really, that's all it is right now, is a cesspool of liberal insanity. Trending this morning was Hannity. I was on Sean Hannity's show last night. The liberals are so deeply troubled that Hannity's bringing up Hunter again. So what do I do on this show? Why? Because again, liberals hate the truth. Ben Rhodes is already admitting it. They literally know nothing. So we just lie to him. So they hate the truth. So Hannity brought up Hunter's laptop, which again, I told you yesterday. I'm not, by the way, I'm not suggesting anything's going to happen. Justice is dead. Forget it. If you do not pin that on me, I'm done with the Justice Department. They're totally useless. Got it? Everybody clear? I'm not suggesting to you anything's going to happen to Hunter. I'm simply suggesting to you what's on his laptop from what I've heard and Hannity heard. I haven't seen it. If I saw it, I'd give it to you. I'm not doing some like, wait till tomorrow on my show. I don't, if I get it, I'll put it out. I'm telling you what I've heard about Hunter's laptop and Hannity's heard and others have heard because they've seen it is disgusting. I don't only mean disgusting like taking money from China and Russia. I mean like disgusting like, whoa, what is he doing in that picture? And who is he doing it with? When I get it, I'll show it to you. Joe, you're going to have to do a lot of blurring for that one. We may not even be, seriously, we may not even be able to because if what I'm hearing is true, I can't even put it out there. And I wouldn't. Wow. Because I'm not joking. And Hannity's heard the same. So Hannity brought this up last night. The liberals are losing their minds. It's trending on Twitter this morning. So in response to liberals, who I always give the double-barreled middle finger to, we'll put the index finger up for the sake of the show, making it family-friendly somewhat, I guess. Uh, We will now double and triple down uh, about Hunter and continue on this story, hopefully uh, once a week, whenever we get more breaking news on it, just to drive the liberals crazy because they hate the truth and uh, we love the truth. I saw another, one more quick thing too. I saw the liberals showing you how they're terrific. They are misinformation campaigns in the media, the useful idiots. They're like the Biden campaign inherited the Operation Warp Speed vaccine rollout. And it's a total mess. There's nothing there. And then they announced the same day that Biden's head of the whole Corona thing is going to be Fauci. Joe, Joe, am I missing something? So Fauci, who worked for Trump, handed them no plan for the vaccine rollout, and then Biden hires them to run the whole thing. Holy cow. Uh, Who's who's the moron there? If that's true, it's not, by the way. They did have a rollout plan. Forget that's actual fake news. But assume it was true for a minute. The media actually decided to tell you the truth. That 
The Trump team had no plan whatsoever to roll out the vaccine, which is patently false. So then the Biden team hires the guy who refused to put a plan together. And that makes sense to you. Of course, you're you're a liberal, which means you're probably pretty dopey or you're in the media, which definitely means you're dopey. All right. Moving on. The core of the show today. The complete guide to fighting back against the tech tyrants. Folks, I read this article yesterday. It is a winner. It's at American Conservative, and it is up in our show notes. Um, Again, I've been asking for days. Please subscribe to our newsletter. That is the show notes. It's the same thing. I probably should just pick a word and stick with it. This article will be there. How do you subscribe to our newsletter? Free, of course. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please do it. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to communicate with you directly. I'm not kidding. These people are nuts, the left and the tech tyrants. Bongino.com slash newsletter. You'll see this doozy of an article by Robert Mariani, the American conservative. He says, you just can't build your own Twitter. And he goes into all of the steps that stop you from building your own social media or frankly, any internet site. I hate that word, frankly. I hate it. Can you scratch that, please? Can we like bleep that out in the show? I'm just kidding. It'll take too much time editing. I'm bleeping it out. Beep. I hate that word. It goes through nine steps that are going to obstruct you and present obstacles to you if you want to start your own Twitter, Facebook, or whatever. I love the article. Mariani did a great job. Let me just say in advance, it's not a knock on him. I'm involved in this every day. I'm an equity stakeholder in two big social media video alternatives to both YouTube and Twitter. And his view in this, I think, is way overly pessimistic. Because some of the stuff he presents as obstacles have already been overcome by companies who jumped over. Let's get right to it. Let me show you step one. Um, This is how we do it and obstacles we have to overcome. He says, first, if you're going to build the social media alternative to Twitter and Facebook, you have to build your own website. Well, others have done that. You have Parler, you have Gab, you have CloudHub, you have uh, Dave Rubin's on Locals. You have a number of dinners. So he presents this kind of as an obstacle, but he says, hey, number one, build your own website. Scattered across the infamy spectrum are a few attempts to just build your own. Building a website in and of itself is pretty easy these days, since there are a number of options. Both result in minimal technical work in your end. So let's say this. We'll go through the steps, how to construct this parallel economy and get away from them, get away from the tech tyrants, the liberal lunatics and the media useful idiots. So step one, we have to build our own websites for whatever it's going to be. So we'll talk payment processors, social media companies. We have to build a parallel economy. Building your own website, the author acknowledges, is probably the easiest part. So let's just say I checked them. Check. Websites are built. They're out there. Parlors, parlors up uh, now as a landing page. It's not fully functional, but we are coming back. Parlor has a website that will be fully functional shortly. Okay? Let me just say, too, as a note, because what I want to do is give you the steps, but I also want to give you some warnings. If you are going to build your own website, I'm going to warn you about two companies, two companies we've had issues with. I would not, I can't tell you what to do, but I would not use Outbrain. If you are running ads on your site, Outbrain canceled us for a ridiculous, absurd reason. And then when we told them we were going to highlight their ridiculous reason, if you're running ads and ad widgets on your, do not use Outbrain. I'm just telling you, we had a terrible experience with them. I wouldn't use Teespring either. We had them for, for, uh, for the chum store, canceled us ridiculous, absurd reason that made no sense. And the crazy thing is all of the t-shirts and stuff you bought at our website, by the way, we've got, we're already rocking and rolling. We'll have a new vendor soon. All of those, all of our proceeds, all 
went to charity to fund the scholarship program at the local Catholic school. So nice job, Teespring. If you're using them, you've been warned. Outbrain, too, for your ad widget. You've been warned. Step two, you want to build a parallel economy? You got to get your websites first. What's step two? Well, the author says you're going to have to build your own app store. Listen, as a part owner of Parler, yes, we were kicked off both the Google and Apple app stores. If you don't have an app, ladies and gentlemen, it is hard but not impossible to operate. So he says 80% of Twitter users access the social network through their apps. Having an app on iOS and Android is pretty essential for something as appish as a social media platform. People demand them. Using a mobile browser is an option for an app, but it's weird and clunky and cuts you off from the features that make it uh, easier to use. Summing that up. I will acknowledge the author, Mr. Mariani, I forgive, forgive me if I'm saying your name, Mariani, is correct here. This is one of the biggest obstacles. The website portion, check, we've already done that. Step two, the building your own app store is going to be really hard. It's not impossible. It's not even close to impossible. But it is the hardest part. Now, I think there's two ways for us to fight back here. Number one is to get a bunch of investors uh, who have money who are willing to build out a mobile phone platform with their own app store. And we can all go over that. Dan, I, but that's, listen, that's a big overgeneral say, oh, okay, let's build our own phones. It's hard, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible. We have Elon Musk, you have Peter Thiel, and you have others out there who actually believe in liberty and freedom. They don't share all of our conservative values. I don't know if they share any of them, but they've been pretty outspoken against tech tyranny and the squelching of free speech. If we can get some billionaire investors together to start whatever, freespeechphones.com, I guarantee you most of America would transfer over right away and use that app store. Now, having said that, Apple and Google have a monopoly on their app stores. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time before the Clayton Act, the Sherman Antitrust Act is used against Apple and Google successfully and their monopoly on the app store is broken up. I don't think Parler is going to be off the app store for long. So it's a twofold attack to getting your own app store after you have your website, which is step one. One, we have to fight them on a monopoly front. It's the absolute definition of a monopoly. If you want an app on Apple's app store, there's only one way to do it, Joe, to go to Apple. And if Apple says you can't have an app, there's no app on their platform at all. Mm -hmm. It's the definition of a monopoly dominates the market. Google, same thing. So we fight them two ways. We have to get, I'm sure there are people working on this now, some wealthy, free speech oriented people to start their own phone and app company. And we have to fight them on the monopoly front too. Let's get to step three. So no check on step two because we haven't completed that step yet. Step three. Again, the author's very pessimistic here. He says, hey, build your own hosting infrastructure. On Sunday, Parler was the platform by Amazon Web Services, a hosting provider that was once so neutral, it hosted Netflix. It's number one competitor in the video on demand space. Check, this is done. I, again, you got to read the whole article. I, I didn't have time to put up every single, read the whole article and you'll see he goes into detail under each step. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a check. We've already got, we've received probably close to 500 solicitations for competitors to Amazon Web Services to host Parler. We're up now. Parler.com is up. It's not fully functional, but go to Parler.com. It's up. P-A-R-L-E-R. -E it's up now. So check. That's done. We And by the way, we again, we've, we have so many. I've had, I've, some of them I've actually stopped sending on because we've got so many people offering to host. So check. That's already done. Here's one you may not know about. 
Step four. One I just learned about recently, again, being uh, involved with Parler. You know what DDoS mitigation is? Well, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a website that's really big, you can get a DDoS attack. It's called a distributed denial of service attack. It's when many different machines on the internet send spam messages to a service or a website that overwhelm it and basically crush it. It's a problem. There's no easy solution for it, but there are companies out there that mitigate this. It's DDoS mitigation. Every big website has DDoS mitigation. Parler, we had cloud a Cloudflare that did it. They canceled us and they've canceled other free speech sites as well. So again, I told you who I'd avoid. On the server farm front, I would avoid Amazon Web Services like the plague after what they did to us. You better check who you're using. If you're using AWS, <laughs> good luck. You better start seeking alternatives tomorrow. There are a ton of them. If you're using Cloudflare, I would run for the hills too. They canceled us. But there are another of international companies that do this DDoS mitigation. And there are options. So check. We're good on step four. That's why I'm not pessimistic at all. Here's step five. Well, you need a domain registration. Folks, there's a DNS, domain name system. It's like a phone book for the internet. What do they do? They match up an IP address, a series of numbers to a name like parlor.com. No one's going to type in a number, 19.662. No one types that in. They type in parlor.com. Well, a DNS does that. Well, there are a number of companies that do this. But folks, we have built our own, these domain registrars. So step five, check, done. And again, I told you I'd tell you to avoid. I would avoid GoDaddy like the plague. GoDaddy, which does this, has already been involved in canceling companies that stand for free speech. You're using GoDaddy. Did we move ours? We moved ours off GoDaddy. I strongly suggest you move yours too. But the alternatives are out there. So check. So, so far, we only have one thing we haven't done, which is our phone app store. All right, that's a big one, granted. So Mr. Mariani's not wrong. Let's go to the next thing we need to do in the definitive guide to our parallel economy and taking on the tech tyrants. You got to build your own search engines. Check, already done. Already done. Step six, build your own search engine. Search is the first step of interacting with the internet. Without access to search, a web surface is good as blind. We already have it. There's a ton of alternatives to Google.com. DuckDuckGo, there's a bunch of them. They're already out there. Again, I'm not knocking it. The author's great. This is a terrific piece or I wouldn't recommend it. But don't be so pessimistic. Most of the work has already been done. They're already out there. You just got to find them. This one's tough. Here's the next step in our construction of a parallel economy free from tech tyrants, communists, and internet dictators. You need a payment processor. This is a rough one. Step seven, build your own payment processor. Stripe and PayPal, two of the largest payment processors in the world, terminated their relationship with Gab in 2018. Stripe terminated their relationship with Parler, too. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, is, again, there are alternatives to Stripe and PayPal. I would avoid Stripe and PayPal, again, like I'd try to avoid a heart attack by I take a baby aspirin every day. Take a baby aspirin and get rid of Stripe and PayPal now before they get rid of you. Now, you may say, who are these alternatives? Well, we're working on who the best ones are. 
But trust me when I tell you, they are out there. So check. By the way, one more thing. Decentralization and blockchain, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all these coins out there that rely on blockchain that no central authority runs are the wave of the future and can't be regulated because there's no central authority to regulate them. So Stripe and PayPal are pushing people into these platforms and not even knowing they're decimating their own businesses. You may say, Dan, this is a record number of screenshots from one piece. I know, but it's important. Let's go to the next one. This one's tough. Build your own bank. He says, listen, these credit card companies have a relationship with banks. Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citibank. They're the linchpin of the network. What if they give us trouble? Ladies and gentlemen, some of this has already been done, the hard work here. When Trump was in office, the the office of the comptroller of the currency already put out a new rule basically telling banks. The gist of it is your risk analysis on who you're going to support or not support better not be political. You better have real data to back it up. That was a response to Operation Choke Point, where banks stopped supporting firearms dealers, payday lenders. The banks have now been cut off from that. I'm not telling you the Biden administration isn't going to turn it around. But again, it goes back to my point the last few days that voting has consequences. And if we don't vote and don't show up and say, I'm done, I'm out, you're not done because they're not done with you. Trump's office of comptroller of the currency stopped this nonsense. You don't vote thinking you're done. They're going to bring it back in. You own a firearms dealer? You own a payday lender? You own a social media site that's not Twitter or Facebook and believes in free speech? You don't have the choice to be done. We did have some wins, and that was one of them. So that's not as easy. So again, I'm not as pessimistic as the author, although he's not wrong. The banks could turn around tomorrow, lobby to be able to discriminate again and do it. Finally, he brings up the last point, which parlays, uh, no pun intended, from my point about voting matters. He says, well, you're going to have to build your own government because these are the people causing all the problems. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I told you voting matters. We can use good people, good candidates to break up monopolies, rewrite Section 230, have banks make banking decisions based on financial risk, not not on political ideology. We can do that. It's being done now. I'm not the pessimist. The article's great. It's step one through nine on how to build a parallel economy like I've never seen put in one place. He's right about the most of it. But be optimistic. Most of these steps are already done. And I told you who to avoid because we've had problems with them. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. Then I'll get to my daughter who's got to run. Who? We have an ask from you. It's a charitable ask. So uh, I promised her. And then I want to just, I want to wrap up on something important. I got a lot of emails on a subject yesterday and it really matters to me. I read your emails. Our final sponsor today, our friends at Patriot Mobile. Listen, just like I've been taking on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, Patriot Mobile's taking on the mobile provider swamp. No better time, ladies and gentlemen, to get away from the mobile provider swamp. They can't stand you. I'm sorry to say it. I have good news to share. Patriot Mobile just expanded their coverage. It makes it easier for even more Americans to dump the big name carriers who charge too much and donate money to leftists. I've always been proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They're very charitable too because they never sent a penny to the left. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider and they're proud of it. Plus you can switch with confidence because they use the same network as the larger providers, but they charge much less, much less. Switching is super easy. Keep your phone number, bring your phone, buy a new phone. Build your own bundle with multi-line discounts and save even more. 
Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call the U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you save even more because they care about you. This month, get free premiere activation where they set up a phone for you and get a special gift with the offer code DAN, D-A-N. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Use offer code Dan. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan or 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dan. Go today. All right. Uh, folks, my daughter, Isabel. Come on in, Isabel. She has a quick ask. She's doing a charity uh, drive for her and friends. Um, they chose the uh, Lymphoma Society. It is a charity, and she really needs your help. So come on, Isabel. This is your moment in the sun. Make your pitch. Here, we'll put the microphone over. Say hi to everybody. Hi. So as many of you know, the past few months have been really difficult for my family, and I really want to help other people battle this disease, and I want to help people that need help with this similar situation. So I've teamed up with my classmates to help raise money for the Lymphoma and Leukemia Society. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. Lucy's making an appearance on the show. All right. Um, and this money will help to provide research and access to treatments for patients. I would really appreciate any support that you could give. And my dad will include the link in today's show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good job, baby. Good job. <laughs> Lucy made a guest appearance on the show. That was totally unintentional. She saw Isabel and came right over to her. You can see Lucy's head. If you want to watch rumble.com slash Mongino, the link it's, it's very long. That's why I'm not reading it specifically. You won't remember it, but the link, if you go to our show notes today, it's the first link at the top of the show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter, anything you can spare a dollar, $10, hundred dollars, whatever you can spare. Um, Isabel, it's her heart's in it. Obviously we've been through a lot in this. So uh, we really appreciate it. The link will be in the show notes today um, to help the uh, uh, Lymphoma Society raise some money there. So thank you, Isabel. We appreciate it. Good job, sweetheart. Thank you very much. All right. So getting back to the show, I got some important stuff to get to. So I got a lot of emails yesterday. I hate the word God. Received a lot of emails yesterday. A number of people, I talked yesterday about the third party problem. How creating a third party, whatever you want to call it, the Patriot Party, whatever it may be, would be a disaster. It is a strategy for failure. It has never worked because it can't work and it defies simple math. And I'm very sorry, nobody knocks weak-kneed Republicans more than me. I opened up the show with it today, but I don't believe in strategically planning to fail. I'm very sorry, but it's not my bag of donuts. I need to be shown evidence that there's a strategy for success there and there isn't. So I went into a number of things, how we have winner-take-all congressional districts. Winner-take-all. You have zero chance, zero chance of winning swing congressional districts by running a Patriot Party candidate and a Republican because they'll split the vote and the Democrat will walk away with 47.2%. Every, you'll lose every district. You will get nothing. Zero. Not only that, when those representatives, so say the Democrats win 300 seats, which is possible in the House of Representatives if there was a third party running across the country that was conservative-leaning. Say they win three, they'll probably win more. Then you say, well, we'd win the presidency. No, you won't, because that would split the vote too. And even if, even if you managed to get 33% of the vote, you still wouldn't get to 270 which is the electoral votes you need to be the president as a Patriot Party candidate. And where would the election go? The election, if you don't go to two, get to 270, Joe, goes to the House of Representatives. Right. 
Each state gets a pick. Ladies and gentlemen, each state is dominated by Republicans and Democrats in the House of Representatives who just wiped you out in the congressional elections because you split the vote there too. There's no chance. I am sorry. 90% of people sent me emails saying probably more. Dan, thanks for the info. I like your strategy better. It's our party, the Republican Party. It's ours. We built it. Why are you giving it up? Why are you? I don't, why would we give it? I don't understand. Why, what strategy is that there? I have a better strategy for you. Run Patriot candidates in primaries and just get rid of these people. When we don't split the ballot, we already have a candidate running against Liz Cheney. He's a state senator from Wyoming. Why would he start his own party to run? It doesn't make any sense. It's a strategy for failure. It's our party. Take it. We built it. But about 5%, maybe 7%, I don't know, of the emails were. I get a lot of them. No, Dan, I'm done. I'm done. We've been told that in the past. Well, you've been told a lot of things in the past, ladies and gentlemen. The world's not a perfect place. I'm really sorry. But I'm done is not a strategy. The left understands they have to fight in three fronts. In elections, in the courts, and in the free market economy where they engage in boycotts. You have to fight back in all three. We did really well in the courts. That's why the left are moving to boycotts in the free market economy. And they're engaging the tech tyrants to stop what they can't get passed or ruled on in the courts. The left has not done spectacularly, spectacularly well in national elections. The House, it almost went back to the Republicans. The Senate's 50-50. Yeah, we lost the presidency, but we got a record number of votes. That's why they're focused. And now you get it. The left has a three-pronged strategy. They always have. Win elections. Get liberal judges on the courts. In case they lose elections, the courts can do it for them. And what they can't get done through elections or the courts, they get done through boycotts in the free market economy and squelching conservative thought. You understand that? The left is always engaged in a three-pronged approach to defeating you and silencing you and knocking you down. We have to fight back in all three. Forfeiting the election front and thinking somehow we're going to be able to speak in the free market is the definition of insanity. I'm not, listen, I get your frustration. This is in no way, in no way at all. No way meant to be like, uh, hey, that's silly that you're, I get your frustration. You've been lied to for 50, 60 years. But folks, there have been successes. I'm done is not a strategy. It's quitting. And if that's up to you, if you want to quit, I'm, I'm, I can't talk you out of it, apparently. But stop suggesting that's a strategy. I gave you the math on a third party. It won't work because it can't work. There's no math for it. It's been tried. It gave us Woodrow Wilson. It gave us Bill Clinton. And examples, there is no successful example of this working. And it was hilarious. Someone sent me um, an email talking about the Whigs. The the Whigs. (laughs) Your example is my point. Not your, the Whigs don't exist anymore. What's your next example? The bull moose party? <laughs> your example's mine. You tried it and it failed. I'm, I, I, again, I'm only, I'm, I'm talking to very few people and I, I get your frustration. My heart is with you, but I'm done is not a strategy. 
The Tea Party in 2010 had some real successes. Were they long-term? No, but listen, this fight is not short-term. It's always long-term. We got the Budget Control Act. They got the sequester. They stopped a lot of Obama's radical nonsense. You had the Reagan years, 1980 through 88, an exploding economy. We even had some successes under Bill Clinton, who was no conservative, but government spending was lower as a percentage of the economy than it is now. And in gross numbers, obviously. Why are we giving that up? The Trump years, we had tremendous successes. 234 judges appointed to the judiciary that's going to rule on your life. You want your case heard in front of an Obama judge? Good luck. 234 judges. Tax cuts. Exploding economy before the plague hit. Deregulation. Middle East peace deals. The OCC thing I just told you about, where banks now aren't going to be able to cut off your firearm shop because they just don't like you. Those are successes. You want to just give them up because you're done? And you want to engage in a futile strategy to basically hand every branch of government to the Democrats? I'm not done. I'm very sorry. I'm not done. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm never, I'm never going to be part of that. And I'm really sorry if you bought into that. Thank you for your emails. I respect your opinion. I value it. I'm not trying to sound condescending at all. But I'm very sorry you're wrong. I'm done is a statement. It's not a strategy. And the left isn't done with you. We need to take back the Republican Party today. We have 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump. If we all marshal our efforts and even 80% of those people show up to vote for a patriot candidate rather than a patriot party candidate on the Republican side, a patriot candidate who subscribes to our values, liberty and freedom, free speech, election reform, we could get rid of every one of these rhinos and take back what's rightfully ours, our party. Liberals understand that, folks. That's what the whole squad is about. Instituting a public pressure campaign to move the Democrats to the left, which is exactly what they did. You may not like them, but that's a strategy for success. Not splitting your vote. That's a mathematical certainty that it will fail. It has never worked. It will never work because you don't have the numbers. I can't speak out against this in strong enough terms. Okay, I got a few minutes and I want to get to this segment because I've been teasing it forever. Um, you know what, Paula, can we just jump ahead to the Fiona Hill stuff instead? Because the Flynn stuff, I'll, I'll cover. I know I've been pushing it off for days, but it's important. You may say the Flynn stuff, Dan, it's all over. Listen, I get it. It's totally over. Matter of fact, the Washington Examiner, I have a piece of the justice is totally dead. They're not even going to do anything about the Flynn leak. Totally get that. Justice is dead. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about it. Because I have a voice and highlighting their tyranny is what I do. Remember I told you what my, uh, my last book, Follow the Money, I wrote the whole book about how the impeachment hoax, the Ukraine impeachment hoax, and Spygate were all tied together. They were the exact same players. It was a continuation of Spygate went into impeachment because they felt like they were going to get caught. Well, we have some new declassifications uh, and stuff. Some of the declassifications, by the way, are largely a joke. I'm really sorry. Most of them are more redacted than the original. But remember Fiona Hill? 
the noted international policy specialist in the national security apparatus under the Trump administration. Why these people were allowed to stay, I have no idea. But Fiona Hill gave some testimony. Um, remember back in the impeachment hoax, it was really interesting. I want to put that up and I want to read it because it doesn't seem to comport exactly with reality. So Fiona Hill was one of their witnesses at the impeachment hoax, basically insinuating that the, you know, the Trump team did some really bad things and should be impeached. She didn't say that directly, but she implied it. So she was asked by Congressman Lee Zeldin about the dossier. And she said, quote, I have no knowledge whatsoever of how Steele developed that dossier. None, none, she said. I just want to state that. There you go, Fiona Hill. This scion of truth and justice. It's a foreign policy analyst. Well, we just got our mitts on some new testimony Christopher Steele gave or some de- some depositions he gave. So Fiona Hill, Joe, just to be clear, national, national security specialist in the Trump mm-hmm. White House. Yes, yes who attacked Donald Trump uh, repeatedly. She says she knows nothing about Steele and his dossier and whatever. Her words, is not, not, not mine. This is interesting. It's kind of like two chapters in my book on this, how it's all related. Here's Christopher Steele. It's not exactly what Christopher Steele said. It's not exactly what he said. No, that's Fiona Hill again, making a reappearance on the thing. Fiona Hill back for reappearance on the show. Here we go. So we just got our mitts on this one. Christopher Steele told U.S. government officials that Fiona Hill knows that the primary subsource was involved in the dossier when the primary subsource went to ground in January. Again, just more evidence that the real misinformation specialists are the people who were attacking Donald Trump and the impeachment hoax and the Spygate hoax. But I'm sure Fiona Hill will get a Nice couple of speaking gigs. She'll probably be rewarded nicely. She'll probably be declared, uh, you know, head of the uh, National Security Council, uh, Truth and Misinformation Council tomorrow morning. Is she ever going to have to answer for that? So Christopher Steele saying you knew exactly about the dossier and who the subsource was while you said unequivocally that you had none, no idea. Who's telling the truth? Have my suspicions. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Today was an important show. Please spread it around and share it because we need people, vendors and conservatives and people dedicated to free speech to jump in on our plan. This parallel economy is under construction now where we can separate finally from these liberal lunatics. They want to bathe in their lunacy. You want to give them their own echo chamber. They want to sit on Twitter and yell at each other like the deranged lunatics they are. Leave, let them do it. Stop posting there. They want to boycott companies, the Teespring and Outbrain don't want to do business with conservative clients. Fine. Let them do let them do business with the liberals living in their mom's basement with no jobs. Good luck with that. Conservatives actually have money. We work for a living. GoDaddy, all these other companies, AWS, Amazon Web Services, let them do business with liberals only. By the way, awfully convenient that Amazon just finally found the distribution mechanism to help the Obama administration with the vaccine. Weird, weird. Did that same offer go to Trump? <sighs> Who knows? All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please check out my show on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. Please don't watch on YouTube, rumble.com slash Bongino. It is the free speech alternative to YouTube. Well over a million subscribers. Subscribe today. It is free. It doesn't cost you a dime. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Go today and get your news every morning from BonginoReport.com. 
BonginoReport.com. It is the best news aggregator in the business, the best conservative news of the day. BonginoReport.com. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.